Welcome to Boise Song Talk. I'm James Coberly Smith. Give me just a second, set this guitar down if you would please. Thank you. Songs. What we're gonna be doing on Boise Song Talk is we're gonna be speaking with a number of the great local songwriters about how they write their songs. Now they're all great live performers and I encourage you to go out and see their live shows. However, we will not be emphasizing performance on this show. Instead, we'll be speaking with them about how they write their songs. Tonight, we have a very special guest. He's created a long line of excellent albums. He's performed all around the world. The great band Reckless Kelly released an album made up exclusively of the songs of our guest. He spent time in Nashville, where he hung around with the producer of Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Jerry Lee Lewis. Went over to Europe, met the Everly Brothers. Basically, what I'm saying is, he's been around. Now, let's go over and meet tonight's special guest, the legendary, one-of-a-kind, Pinto Bennett. How you doing, Parker? Welcome, my friend. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Boy, oh boy. All right, here we are. First of all, that cane is rocking. Oh, yeah, it's my Bat Masterson cane, man. Yeah? Oh, yeah. It's dangerous, too. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be careful. Only easy no, questions. Oh, hey, man, I'm easy. <laughs> Let me ask you now, when you were a youngster, was it obvious that you were a musical kid? Oh, yeah. I, uh, my, well, my dad was musical, and I hung out with him, and it just kind of rubbed off, I guess. What, what, how was he musical? Huh? In what way was he musical? He played the piano and sang songs oh, yeah? and played the trombone as well. And a little bit of guitar. Uh -huh. Enough to taught me how to play in G and sing on key. But he was mostly a piano player. Uh -huh. Pretty dang good one, too. Uh -huh. He didn't like a pro type of a cat, you know. He just, for somebody's birthday, and we hung out in bars all the time, so somebody's birthday, uh -huh. he'd start out doing happy birthday, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh -huh. Go into right into when the skeleton in the closet rattles his bones. <laughs> Keep on going. Uh huh. So, would you? Uh, did you start playing an instrument yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started playing guitar when I was a little fella. How did that happen? You just oh, my dad. I was uh, herding sheep for my grandfather. My grandfather was a sheep man, and. Uh, and he figured, well, I might get kind of lonesome up there, so he got me a guitar and a Mill Bay chord book, and and uh, he'd, you know, I just uh, start monkeying around learning the chords, and then I'd, then when I had a chance, I'd learn songs off the radio or off the jukebox, you know. So. You had your Mill Bay chord book, as a lot of us did. Do you remember what kind of guitar it was, by the way? Uh, it was a Stella, or a, you know, it was a Montgomery Ward, or a yeah. 
you know, Sears or one of them. Sure. Yeah. So you'd learn your, your, some of your chords. Did you learn them mostly from the Mel Bay book or from your dad or what? Well, I learned uh, uh, both, I guess. Yeah. My, my dad didn't know a whole lot of chords. He knew all the cowboy chords, which mm -hmm. is in the Mel Bay book. That's all there was in the beginner's book. Yeah. And I just put my fingers where the dots were, so I, I, I yeah. pretty much learned how to play all wrong. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, Mel Bay was the, taught you the right thing. Well, I mean, you know, the dots are in the right place. You got to. But if you didn't put your fingers in the right place, <laughs> well, that's so different. I didn't learn how to go from you know point A to point B as quick as I probably should have. Uh -huh. But hey, yeah. Well, then you said you went and you began to learn songs. Mm -hmm. You'd learn to cover songs. Yeah, I'd learn songs my dad did, or songs that I liked. I, li I liked Elvis, and mm -hmm. you know, I liked Hank Williams, some of them, and uh, you know, the songs that were on the radio at the time, mm -hmm. or on the jukeboxes, you know. That, my dad took me to bars all the time, and, uh, you know, I could, I could do the number, you know, it was only like A to 10, or A to, oh, a you to mean G you? to 10, or something like that, and so he only had, you know, I didn't have that many, so I could pick them out. I picked out the ones I liked. When you're doing this, you're because you're, you're reaching up to the jukebox. Mm. <laughs> you're that little of a fella. I got you. Yeah. Well, then, if you were learning these songs of Elvis or, or whatever you listened to, were you do, picking them up? The chords you knew, were you picking it up by ear then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you could hear them then. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah man. I, I, uh, well, I was a little older when I started getting into Elvis, you know. I wanted, I wanted to be like that guy. Yeah. That guy was cool. That guy was cool. Yeah. That guy changed a whole lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, huh? man, and that guy was, he was the king. Can you remember the first one of his songs you heard that you loved? Oh, well, yeah, probably, well, it was either That's All Right, Mama, or Mystery Train, or one of the slow ones. Uh-huh. Baby, don't say don't. You know, those, uh -huh. they're real sad ones, yeah. you know. The mushy ones, my dad called them, the mushy yeah. ones. My dad, he didn't hate Elvis like most folks did. You know? uh -huh. He thought, well, that guy's all right, you know. What kind of stuff did your dad like? Oh, he liked the uh, oh, old, you know, swing music, uh -huh. you know. He liked Fats Waller, oh, and he I liked, uh, everybody liked, uh, you know, Tommy Dorsey, too, and he liked, uh, Oh, the ink spots. Like, he liked all different kinds of the Mills Brothers, things like that. You so know. would those be the kind of songs you'd hear him doing around the house then? Or around the well, he didn't play around the house. Oh, he didn't? Mama didn't allow no picking around there. No? <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't spend a whole lot of time around the house. My uh -huh. dad, he oh, spent most of his time out doing stuff. I got you. Yeah. All right. I remember when I first got a job playing in the band, he thought that was pretty cool. He said, he always consider it was pretty important to be able to work and drink at the same time. <laughs> very, very, very good. And taking yeah. a bath before you went to work, that was way cool. Ooh, <laughs> he, he well, that's that. attention to detail. Oh, yeah, he goes, yeah. Uh, that kid's going someplace. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when did you write your first song? Can you remember? I don't know. I, uh -huh. I wrote songs ever since I can remember, but published my first song when I was 16. 
Was that, uh, what song was that? It was called She's My Girl. It was done That's by a group called The Motifs. Freddie Paris and the Motifs? Freddie Paris and the Motifs. Uh -huh. yeah, you know that. Well. That's cool. And you've done your homework. I've done, <laughs> you know, I ain't that bright a feller, so I gotta do more. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think you know a lot more than I think you uh, do. Yeah, well, that's good to know. <laughs> now I'm enjoying talking to you now. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty good size hit for a while there, you know. And, well, that's an amazing. Uh, I mean, it was, a, it was what my dad called a teenage asshole song, you know. <laughs> Says, I mean, I wish it wouldn't have been a teenage. Why couldn't you do Mystery Train or something like that, you know, instead of a teenage asshole? Song. Well, no. <laughs> so those guys. It was one of them. She's my girl. Do 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 do. You know, it was really corny. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, now when you're a kid, you're corny, aren't well, you? Well, sure. Yeah. What the heck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, how would that have happened? To, to here you are, a young kid. You've made up the song. How would it go from you making it up to to Freddie Person motifs having it on a record? Yeah. Well, how would how'd that happen? I don't know. My mom asked me, said, "Is that a real song, or did you just make that up?" <laughs> yeah. I like that saying. That's a dandy. <laughs> but that was well. That's a wild group of circumstances for to have a at that age to have a a, a record that you would be able to hear. Yeah. Well, I had to help. I had a good little band. We we. Uh, I mean, we're just kids, school kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and I'd learn from the older guys too, you know. I'd sneak around mm -hmm. and listen to the other guys play, mm -hmm. and I, I thought that was pretty cool. I got the girls and didn't have to dance, and I go, hmm, that's almost as good as being able to work and drink at the same time. You know? Very good. And taking a bath before you go to work. <laughs> you know that, that I'm going to start to remember. <laughs> Actually, I bathed before I came here tonight, just so you all know. Uh, <laughs> see, I learned things from you. Uh, uh, when you would start to write songs when you were a youngster, well, even actually, this is even as you progressed. Mm -hmm. Would you usually use an instrument when you were making up your songs? Yeah, mostly, I just write stuff down. I got, I got the old pen there. Pen and paper. Oh yeah, it still works, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I got that stuff too. That's yeah. what I do. I'll think of something because most of the time, like if you're herding sheep or whatever you're doing, yeah. you know, you don't be packing around your guitar, you know. So right. If you think of something, or if you're hanging out in the bar and somebody says something cool, you go, "Wow, I'm gonna write that down," you know. Uh -huh. Or you think of something yourself that's cool. You mm -hmm. know? Or you think it's cool? It might be dumber. It might be dumber than Hank. You know, but uh, what the hell? You know, it's worth a shot. Yeah. I mean, if you can make something out of it, make yeah. it, you know. My dad just, you know, least you can do is make it rhyme. Baxter Black told me that too, long years yeah. ago. Long years later, he says, least you can do is make it rhyme. I thought, well, yeah. So I always tried to make them rhyme. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. even when I was a little kid. Uh-huh. So. So now you just said something there, Pino, where you said you get this this law, this idea, you're out cheaper or whatever, and then you said, I'll see if I can make it into something. Mm -hmm. So that makes me ask you then, when you would get a song idea, would it usually start that way with a, a sort of a, a quick idea that you would put down and then you'd come back and build it. it. Yeah. 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 Come and add to it. And by the time I got a couple of verses and chorus and a bridge done, I 
I pretty much know how it's going to work before I even got my guitar out. You know, I'd, I'd have it. Whether it's going to be a waltz or a rocker or a country song or a arm pumper. We used to call them arm pumpers, you know. The, old, the real shit kickers, you know. The, you know, the grab your baby and, you know. Well, those are those great shuffles you Yeah, remember. the shuffles. Those things are fantastic. Oh, I, love I love them. In fact, see, what you just said is so, so cool. When I was, you know, listening to all your stuff lately, I'd heard a lot of before, but when I just delve into it, the variety of writing you do, Pino, from waltzes to, now I'll call them, what do you call them, arm pullers? Arm pumpers. Arm pumpers, okay, shuffles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to um, even um, songs that are like, like 50s uh, pop and it's like mm -hmm. Bad Girl or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you're Oh, I like rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a country rocker, that's what I... I like country music and rock and roll. I like 50s country and 60s rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Or it was maybe it was the other way around. 50s rock and roll and 60s country. That's probably, I think that's how. That, yeah. That's pretty much how it went. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like yeah. Uh, Elvis and Gene Vincent and them kind of cats, yeah. you know. And then, uh, and the 60s rolled around. Things changed in the 60s, you know. Uh, how, do you, how do you mean? What do you mean when you say that? Well, I mean, you know, uh, my dad said, well, there sure is a lot of teenage asshole songs around nowadays. Those, yeah. <laughs> Those, yeah. and then, you know, Vietnam coming along and uh, uh, things like that. Sure. And so things change, but uh, I wouldn't change any. I wouldn't change my naval career for nothing when I look back at it, you uh -huh. know. Oh, I bitch like hell. Bitching sailor's a happy sailor. That's is what that my right? old chief used to say. <laughs> but I wouldn't trade it. I mean, you know, it kind of interrupted my thing when I was, my plan, you know. But, uh, what you was know, we plan? had a good band and we got together mm -hmm. again after we got out and, and uh, it was okay. You said it interrupted your plan. What was the plan? Oh, the plan was to be, you know, be Elvis or somebody okay. like that, the Beatles or somebody. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, they were coming up right before we went in the service, you know. Yeah. Some of their stuff, I, I my dad even liked, you know, he liked a couple of them that I did on the bandstand. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do everything from Buck Owens to the Beatles, you know. Mm -hmm. and we, we did everything, whatever people would request. I mean, hell, we were just kids and yeah. didn't want to get our asses kicked. And that helped you? Know, you? Yeah, do, do Louie three or four times a night or else get beat up or something. <laughs> 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 you know, but uh, he liked, I remember he liked uh, Ticket to Ride and he liked... Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, he liked Hard Day's Night. He liked that song. Uh -huh. He didn't like all of them, you know. Sure, sure. He didn't care much about it. I want to hold her hand or something like that, but he, uh -huh. but he liked the hard ones. He liked the, he liked the ones that had meat on them. Uh -huh. you know? It's interesting. I was reading an interview on John Lennon one time, and he said he thought Ticket to Ride was a, a precursor to heavy metal, which was an interesting comment. Uh, I had to think about that. So, I never you know. thought of that. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think, he was, he, I think that was after different. he started taking LSD. Maybe that was. Yeah, that might have been. Yeah, that could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, of course, the Beatles would cover uh, Carl Perkins and all that kind of uh, stuff, too. Carl Perkins was one of my heroes, Shoot, too. Yeah. I'm bopping the blues. I still do that song. I still do bopping the blues every show. Yeah. It's my 
it's a staple of mine. Yeah. yeah. Joshua Tree around town plays that, and everyone considers it a pinto song. Yeah. You know? Well, because I've been doing it ever since I was a little kid, and yeah. uh, everybody knows it. So, have you ever, um, given that, that your, your songwriting, uh, you were describing when you get an idea and you'll jot it down, have you ever uh, been in a, asked or, or said to yourself, okay, I want to write a song about a situation, particularly like a wedding or a something like that? Mm -hmm. Have you ever tried writing that way? Uh, probably. Yeah. It's a real different thing, I think. Yeah, usually it's a situation like, uh, you know, some chick wants to move into your motel room because she thinks you got money. Oh, that kind of situation. Yeah, sure. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I and mean, uh, uh -huh. I try not to write love songs because uh, I never wrote a love song before in my life. Finally wrote one here. Well, I guess the closest I came was Carolina Mornings. So, uh -huh. Kind of a love song, but it was just like a love the one you're with song. Really, it wasn't, mm -hmm. you know. But I wrote this one, this new one called uh, Onus and Mavis. Really? We're making a reunion album. I better plug that. I like the names. I like the, the two yeah. people's names. Onus and Mavis met up out in Vegas in a haze of tobacco and booze. Nice. Onus was front man for the good times, and Mavis was a shield for the blues. Pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it turns out to be a love song. If they, I mean, they're just a couple of old drunks, but they, and they meet up in this bar and, or a casino and with a showroom and hang around and get all hammered and stuff. But then they fall in love and move back to Idaho. He's from San Diego originally, but they meet up in Vegas, and she's got a place up in Idaho, so they move up to Idaho and hopefully live happily ever after. So this is a basically a story you've just created, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, interesting. Yeah, over a long time. Onus and Mavis have been around a long time. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. In your in your imagination, yeah, you mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. And more than that too. Oh, yeah, it's that... a long story. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot. Uh, you know, I would almost be. Uh, well, no, I'll come back to to Thelma. I would almost say Thelma in some ways as a love song because it's so deep yeah, and meaningful. Well, that, it's yeah, a, Baxter, uh, I just kind of elaborated on Baxter's deal there. Oh yeah? Yeah, that's, oh. Uh, Baxter and I wrote a lot of songs together. Yeah, I noticed, we, you've done a lot of co-writing. Yeah, so some of them were my ideas, some of them were his, and we just kind of made, put them together and mm -hmm. made some great songs, I thought. How do you approach co-writing generally? I mean, you've co-written uh, with, with Baxter yeah. Black, with, with uh, Lyle Pops Evans, uh, Steve Eaton, all these different yeah. people. Yeah, I've co-written with a lot of guys. How do you, why do you well, approach that, you know, Sometimes it's not really co-writing. Somebody will just say a word or say a phrase or something, and you'll write it down, but you give them credit for it because you swipe their lick, you know? Yeah, well, that's nice. So uh, that's good. Yeah. But a lot, a lot of guys, like, say, Baxter or... Uh, old Richard Dobson, Crazy Eddie, guys in, in Nashville that I knew. Uh -huh. uh, we'd spend a lot of time writing together, uh -huh. especially Baxter. He's my hero. Is that right? Oh uh, man, he's the smartest guy I know. In what sense? 
uh, just in almost every sense. I mm. mean, you know, he's way more squared away than me, and he's uh, more he's more well educated than me. And uh, I mean, you can educate yourself. I mm -hmm. I think one of your questions is. Uh, what would you do to encourage young songwriters? Sure. I don't. I don't have to be young either. But sure. read, 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 huh? Read, man. Read what? Read anything. Any, read anything. Is that read, right? Read sex books. Read. I mean. Yeah. I mean, but read. Try to read more. Read. Don't be afraid of the tragedy, the Greek tragedies. I mean, Sophocles mm -hmm. and stuff. I mean, it's not scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it sounds like it is, but it's good stories. You know, I mean. Uh, and the Bible, golly, the, the King James Bible, mm -hmm. it's the best one because it's, it's text for text from the old Hebrew. You know, some of the other Bibles get kind of wishy, squishy, you know. And old English is hard to read, but it makes you smart. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's okay to say ain't and fixing and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and buku and yeah. stuff like It's okay to do that because yeah. you're writing country music. But I think it helps to know why, you know. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's... it's good for you to know the difference. And uh, I remember they told me a lot of times in Nashville, you can't use big words in country music. <laughs> and I go, why? Yeah. You know, I mean, I just, yeah. they just didn't think that that was the common man's lingo. But I said, hey, the common man might not have went to the eighth grade, but. He reads. I mm -hmm. bet you he read War and Peace. Mm -hmm. Or I bet you, you know, he read The Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire and you mm -hmm. don't even know it. Mm -hmm. You know? You know, that's so interesting you say that. I bet, I mean, to me, what you're really saying is don't underestimate your listener. That's right. Don't underestimate the guy that's tuning in mm -hmm. because he knows the difference between a dumb song and a. Yeah. You know, I mean, not that you'd know it. Some of them are plugged so bad, you know, achy, breaky heart and stupid mm -hmm. like. I mean, and some real good songs will get overplayed to where you get sick of them. Yeah, sure, yeah. You know? Yeah, understood, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Proud Mary. I love that yeah, song. Yeah. But man, they played it every five <laughs> minutes and you just got sick of it. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You know, but Achy Breaky didn't take me long to get sick of that. <laughs> but they played it every five minutes anyway. <laughs> well, they want you to forget it, Pinnell. It, it had important words in there for you. I mean, I, yeah. I don't, I got, I'm to where I, I like classical music. Uh, I don't listen to it anymore, but I used to. Uh -huh. In fact, it's weird. I don't listen to any. I don't listen to any other music except for my own nowadays. In my old age, and I bet you in the last 20, 30 years, I hardly ever listen to anybody else's music, unless it's somebody sends me a sure. record they want me to. You know, some mm -hmm. of my old friends. Hey, man, I just made a new record. Mm -hmm. Listen to it. I, I do that. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as uh, I don't think I bought a record since. 190 proof, whenever that was. It, <laughs> yeah, well, that was a long time ago, yeah. wasn't it? Well, now it's hard to even figure out how to buy a record. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. You better know your way around a computer now yeah. in, a, in a mobile device. My daughter knows all that stuff. I know, I know, Daniel's very Daniel's, helpful. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, she helps me a lot. Now, I got a question. Some of your songs contain such great humor. What do you think the use of humor is in a song? Uh, I think it's important. I like uh, I like funny songs. Yeah. Yeah. Because you sure write some of them. Well, I, I do. Why? What What draws you to doing that type of a song? Well, a funny situation. Uh huh. Or uh, 
you'll see some, some, something will make you laugh, you know. A friend of mine, I asked him how he was doing with his girlfriend, and he said, well, I guess she likes me now about as much as she ever will, you know. And I thought, God, that's funny. So I wrote that down. Well, that song is fantastic. <laughs> is it really five minutes? Are you kidding me? Are we running out of time Is that already? true? I do not believe it. Gee, man. Oh, bummer. A I bummer. got a million stories. Oh, brother. Well, yeah. a brother is right. Holy ever loving. Okay, well, well better ask the important one. Well, I don't know what the important one is. <laughs> I, I knew I was just going to enjoy talking to you. And then, doggone, that's how it is. Shoot. All right, how about this? You got one sentence, and it, we're trying to make it available on prime time, but you have one sentence to describe famous motel cowboys what you got only the greatest Ooh, that's good nice yeah why I tell you that is so cool well sheesh. all right here look how I'm rushing through all this stuff the sweater buddy mm -hmm. Western guys since everyone views you as a Western singer, although I know, and we were just talking about, you're way more than that. Your songwriting is all over the place. Yeah. How'd you get to the sweater? I don't know. I just got tired of trying to pick out stuff to wear. And uh, I found out I kind of like this, and I just keep wearing it. Excellent. It I always it. looks good. I mean, you know, and it doesn't wrinkle. No, it doesn't wrinkle. You know, no, no. You no. can sit on it in the airplane, you know, and pick it up off the seat, put it on, and it's not wrinkled wow. anymore. <laughs> when I mentioned that sweater to you one time, you said, well, I'm like the Perry Como. And so, yeah, so yeah, it's like that's what guys call, oh, uh, Jeremiah uh, James, do you know him? Of course. Anyway, he called me Matlock. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm leaving. You can take this with you. This is a Perry Cole oh, very good. cassette. It's okay. You just leave that. That's your, okay. your, your, that's your uh, reward for coming and doing this. Oh, well, God bless you. All right. Let me, let, me, let me race through. Okay. I'm going to quickly quote Reckless Kelly. Um, there was an interview that Willie Braun did with uh, CMT News. And in it, here's what he said. Uh, they were talking about Pinto going into to. Uh, oh, thank God for the Braun family. By the way, you better believe it. They gave me a whole new lease on life, and yeah, I've, man, I'm glad I remembered to say that. And what he said was, here's his quote from the interview. He says, "Pinto sang the lead on the song Thelma. It had been a while since we'd seen him sing or do anything, so we were all wondering what it was going to go like. But he walked in there." put on the cans, and nailed it on the first take. I love this part. We had him sing it one more time, mostly just because we wanted to hear him sing it again. <laughs> but then they finished by saying, in this day and age, when pretty much anybody can go and make a record and fix all the bad notes with Pro Tool computers, etc., it was really fun to watch a guy go in there and do it for real. My question for you is, do you think when you... Robbie says I do, I do them all for real. He says I, he, I never have to change. He never has to change my shit. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. The, do you think when listeners hear recordings that are done that way that they can sense the difference from a, a recording that's made perfect by the computer? Oh, yeah, man. You think, you know, Frankie Lane or any of them cats ever 
needed a computer. <laughs> right, you right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Frank Sinatra, can you imagine him? Nah. I mean, he could drink a bottle of Jack Daniels and still nail these notes. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there was uh, those guys, uh, or George Jones. I can't imagine George Jones ever missing a lick, or Elvis, you know? I mean, they always, uh, even no matter how bad a shape poor old Elvis got in, he always nailed his notes, you mm -hmm. know. He might have got a little short-winded on him, but mm -hmm. he never went sour. Yeah. And you know, even if it's, it's just, it's more human. You yeah. can sense, I think you can sense it, a listener. I tell you, I just got to, there are, you are always I mean, so that was BC, you see. <laughs> oh, yeah, Before BC. computers. Yeah, BC. I like yeah. BC. Okay, well, we're, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, we're going to wrap it up. This is terrible. Oh, this is awful. Oh, well, I, but anyway, uh, yeah, well, I'm just going to struggle with We can do it again, buddy boy. I'll tell you that much. Here, I'm just gonna, There are so many great musicians. You always, you're like, a, there's a beehive of great musicians around you all the time. Whenever I'm around, the great Bill Parsons. Oh, yeah. Brett man. Dewey. I, if I could go down the list of all the great pickers, I'd. We ain't got time. No, we don't. I'm just throwing out names. Joel Kasserman, Sergio Webb, Rob Matson, Lyle Pop Evans, Kip Attaway, on and on. Shoot, we got stories about you talking to Chet Atkins. And, oh, yeah, and I got a great <laughs> Chet Atkins story. I got, I, got, oh, shoot. I got more stories, man. So, all right, well, there. That's the cool to... thing about being an old guy. You get all kinds of stories. Yeah, but a lot of old guys don't have really cool stories like you do, I don't think. Well, that's, you know, they did different stuff, you know. But actually, you know what, I think They got cool thing. stories about different things, you know. True. I actually, they got cool stories about stuff they found under a sagebrush 50 years ago, you know. Actually, I, I, you know I, I mean? agree. I actually like everybody's stories. I find people very interesting. Oh, yeah. I really do. Yeah. Well, this is doggone special, buddy boy. I, I, I just, just, we, we're going to have to do it again. That's all there is to it. I mean, gee, many Christmas. This is, this, and I hate to have a show end where you're me. talking. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but this time I'll risk it because I just, it's like, what the flip, you know? Well, um, I'd have to bring my little electric guitar because I kind of screwed up my arm and I can't play my fat guitar anymore. Well, <laughs> Well, this is Pinto Bennett, and please go to PintoBennett.com. Please go check it out. Yeah. There's so much great stuff and on Facebook there. Facebook, too. Facebook's oh, awesome. Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Facebook is cool, man. Well, look who's happening. I don't have I don't do it, but Daniel and Jeez. Donna and my friends do. You know. oh, you're very happy. <laughs> you're just showing off now. Yeah. Well, I know about it. I don't know shit about it. I know about, I know about it. Well, I, I'm very impressed. And now uh, next time we do another one, you're going to have to, I don't know, bring that Bat Masterson. I, I kind of like it. Well, this is my Bat Masterson here. Ain't that something? It's an excellent thing. My cousin that gave me that. Too. My cousin David gave me that, by golly. Bless his heart. It's like snakeskin. Yeah, something. it is. Snakeskin. It's got that deal on it, man. What know? happened to the G? I can let the air out of some asshole if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're just going to have to fade us out, kids, because, you know, I don't know how to end this thing. I'm just going to keep talking to this We're guy. Fading until fast. We're fading just, fast. We're fading fast. You just fade us when you need to. There you go. We got no we got no official fade in this show. This is We're just two cowboys of talking here. I'm just a wannabe cowboy. All right. Shoot. I don't care the credits are rolling. What else can I say? Oh, titles. I love your titles. Wine over Madden.